Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Haiku Chronicle podcast. If you've not been here before, I'm Patricia and this podcast is about sharing what I'm learning in order to become a better haiku poet. Last October, I decided to dedicate a year, or at least a year, to the study of haiku. But I'm just over halfway through that year and I've been learning so much. If you'd like to hear a synopsis of that learning, just go back to episode 26. So welcome to the podcast. I hope we can learn from each other. And to my lovely regular listeners, I'm delighted to welcome you back. I hope you're all doing well. What am I going to be talking about this week? Well, if you were with me last week, I said that the more I learn, the more difficult it is to actually write anything because I'm so much more picky about the quality of the work. I started to ponder whether this was a bad thing and decided that all in all, even though it decreased my output of haiku, or senryu, it should make the quality of the output better, which is not a bad thing, no? But how to improve my confidence in the work I was doing? I came up with the idea of looking at techniques which is what I'll do over the next few episodes. And this week, I'm starting with juxtaposition. After my thoughts on juxtaposition, I'll give you the best of my week's work, and then, a real treat, we'll travel to Canada to be with my guest poet this week, Devon Harrison. But first, thank you so much for your really kind feedback from last week. It really was very much appreciated, and gave me a real boost. Merci viermal, as we say over here in my part of Switzerland. And it gives me great pleasure to offer congratulations to some of my previous guests, Goran from episode 11 and Kate from episode 15, who were both published in the first issue of the journal Bonsai. Well done. So, juxtaposition. Now, if you've been with me more or less since the beginning... You may be shouting at me that I've already covered this and I should know by now what it is. And you'd be absolutely right. I have covered it and I do know what it is. But there's something that's annoying me. So, sorry, despite my promise last week that this week I would not be ranting, prepare yourselves, I'm getting on my soapbox again. My apologies in advance. What is juxtaposition in haiku? Well, if you look at Wikipedia, it says it's a division into two asymmetrical sections, usually with a cut at the end of the first or second section, creating a juxtaposition of two subjects, i.e. something large and something small, something natural, something human-made, two unexpectedly similar things. Jane Reichold, in Writing and Enjoying Haiku, a hands-on guide, calls the juxtaposition the phrase and fragment pieces of the haiku saying that a haiku should be divided into two segments, with a syntactical break separating the verse into two distinct divisions. And these divisions are the two separate images. Taking it just a little further, Robert Spies, in A Year's Speculations on Haiku, says that juxtaposition of entities in haiku cannot be simply the throwing together of just anything. The two images should have a resonance with each other, that will evoke a revelation when they're juxtaposed in accordance with the time-tested canons and aesthetics of haiku. Nowhere in what I've read 
does it suggest that juxtaposition is a technique. Yet many people in the last half year have told me that that's what it is. What I want to say to you today, firmly and clearly, that it is not. It is not a technique. Juxtaposition is a characteristic of haiku. A technique would be the method by which we create any of the characteristics of the haiku. What other characteristics or technical elements are there? Well, according to Lee Gerger, you're looking at brevity, observations of nature, insight and humour. Personally, I'm not going to argue with him, but I'm not sure about humour. Naturally, if you disagree with me, please let me know. And if your arguments are good, I'm prepared to climb down and eat humble pie. And you'll find my contact details on the Poetry P website. So now I've got this off my chest. Next time, I want to kick off with some of the techniques by which we can create structural and meaningful haiku. I really hope you'll join me. How did my week go? Well, my week started in a traffic jam. Not a terrible one, but I was stuck for a few minutes in a traffic queue in the city, which gave me time to safely do a bit of people watching. The first effort I'm almost embarrassed to read to you, but here goes anyway. People watching through the car window. Silent movies. I know, I know, it's a bit too clichéd, and I'm sure that others will have written on a similar theme. The next one, I feel, has more merit, but I'm really struggling with the first line. Framed by the window, a young couple, half in love. I hope you get it. I think there's just about a juxtaposition in it. Feedback is more than welcome. Lastly, let's end the podcast with another visit to Divin Harrison, who we first met in episode 8. He lives on Vancouver Island in Canada, which I believe is a very beautiful place indeed. Devon has been published in numerous journals as what he calls a regular poet, but in the last five years he's got into haiku in a big way. And if you'd like to read more of his haiku, you can find his book published in 2017 called Meeting Myself at the Gate. You'll find it on Amazon. Or on my website. So here is Devon's haiku, or should we really call it Senryu? Perhaps we'll save that discussion for another day. In passing, my father's breath on the mirror. The meaning is quite obvious on first reading. It felt very personal to me. I saw myself passing a mirror in my parents' hallway just after my father had died. I could imagine exactly what Devon had written. However, don't just take it at face value. I urge you to go back and listen or read it again because there are layers within these very few words. I particularly enjoy the cleverness of the words in passing and what they give to the work. Thank you, Devon. A piece that's going to stay with me for a very long time. And timely too, as it allows me to remind you that next week is a special podcast featuring a number of poets writing haiku or senryu about memories. I'm really looking forward to reading them to you. Thanks for being here, and I hope you'll join me next week for this very special Memories podcast. Until then, keep writing, 
And remember, there are links for you to follow up, which will be in the show notes on the Poetry P website. Take care now.